March Madness is here. And now it's time to put that college basketball knowledge to the test. It's the Zone Bracket Challenge, where you can compete against the Zone hosts as well as Zone listeners. Oh, my goodness! Log on now to 1280zonebracket.com to fill out your bracket for a chance to win a Nordic Track X22i bike. Valued at over $2,000 as well as other great prizes. It's the Zone Bracket Challenge. Going on now at 1280zonebracket.com. Presented by the store, SNS Roofing, Bullfrog Spas, and Elite Works. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day jake coming at you live from rgs exteriors and construction we'll be talking to tim and the good folks around here throughout the show uh austin horton producing today back at our carrier zone studios at vivin arena and uh safely social distancing from casa de monson the one the only gordon monson gordon hello hello jake how you doing you, know, you ever have uh, you ever have like a, a burp that you got in you and you're not sure when it's going to come out? You ever, you ever had that happen? This is this is how we're starting to start the show. You got it. You got a burp sitting there uh, under the surface. That's that's where we're going. Well, I'm not sure whether it's a burp or a belch, but it's you know, uh, it's one of the two, and uh, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. But I'll try and and get away from the microphone when it does because it would be rude to do otherwise <laughs> is there a difference between a burp and a belch again i can't believe this is where we're starting but here we are uh, well i think they might be the same thing no i don't know but it's uh it's there it's, it's a common <laughs> uh, all right um here's the thing you know you know i'm a busy man just as you are, yeah. You know. uh-huh. And today I got some work done early, and then I I I worked out, and uh, and then after I worked out, I was cramming lunch down my down the old gullet, as Austin said hello to me, uh, and so I I hurried it up, <laughs> and so when you hurry it up, sometimes it you know doesn't sit quite right. So, but I'll be all right though. I mean, no, no, Johnny, I don't actually want to know what the difference is between a burp and a belch. No. What, does no. Johnny know? No, he just Googled it. Gordon, we can, you can Google it. Go for it. I, ask but Johnny. I, I don't think I, if, I, if we, need to, we need to start there. I really want to know from Johnny, having performed in front of massive audiences the way he has, has he ever had anything embarrassing happen to him when he was on stage? You, you really want to know? Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I was in India 
and that's all I need to say. <laughs> Indian food? Indian food. Uh-oh. Makes things a little bit more. So what, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you what did you run off stage? What did you do? You finish playing. Ugh. You just got to go for it. That, oh, wow. that doesn't. I know that sounds really gross, but yeah, you just gotta you just gotta go with it, and you're a professional. So we're we're starting off with belching in that. Yeah, yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> I'm just wondering, Johnny, when you got a when you got when you have a, a, a disagreeable dish, right, Austin? I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go handle that, right? You, I mean, you leave me out of this. You. <laughs> Not when you're in the middle of All Out of Love. You just have to finish the song. Keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, that's good okay. enough. We've got, a, we've got a lot coming up on the show today. Speaking of uh, a beautiful song, how many times have you played that song, Johnny? I mean, a, a whole lot. That's, that's... Too, too many. Plenty. So do, do musicians get sick of the music they're playing over and over and over again? Do you learn to loathe the music i i think i would loathe it if i had to not perform it in front of people i think performing it in front of people you feed off the energy that they're they're excited to hear it so it makes you excited to hear it but i was also excited to play all out of love because i knew the show was almost over (laughs) that's the best part of the show is when it's over yeah oh yeah so. See, definitely wondered about that, Jake. Uh, all those times you go to concerts, you know, and you see these musicians performing in front of so many people. And, and I always wondered whether they really do feed off of the energy of the crowd. But, Johnny, you're saying yes. You 100% you feed off the energy of the crowd. Absolutely. If it wasn't for the crowd, it would just be a rehearsal. And that's the last thing I want to do is play a song I've played 300 times. Exactly. And by the way, I have no sympathy for bands that have to play their hits over and over. I, I, I don't either. You yeah. know what? The last thing you want to hear is, hey, guys, uh, the next few are going to be from our new album. <laughs> that, you know what that is, is, is a cue for either a restroom or a refreshment break. It's like a drum solo. Yeah, it is. Or a, a bass solo. Yeah, a little bit in that way where it's like, okay, that now is my time. To hustle for the bathroom before everybody else gets there. No offense to you know wonderfully no. talented musicians out there, but well, you also shouldn't be ashamed for musicians that don't like playing their songs because that's what made them. Right, exactly. That's why they're touring. Yes, in the first you place. should be playing that because that's why you're touring. Yeah, exactly. All right, <clears throat> lots on tap today, uh, Gordo. We've got what's going on coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour. Chris Mannix at four. We're excited to talk to uh, Brad Evans, who's a bracket expert, uh, coming up at 4.30. And then our friend, the coach, Coach Gordy Chiesa, drops by the show at 5. So we are very busy. We have jazz to talk about. Uh, We also have, obviously, March Madness is back. Wait, can I say that? Or are we going to get sued, Austin? What's what's the deal there? I I think I can say it as a matter of fact. We just can't promote it, right? Oh, uh, I'm checking with legal, and uh, they say do whatever you want. Did you guys hear about that story about that guy who uh, was uh, performed vasectomies, and he he it was something madness, and uh, it it was like vasectomy madness. I I forget what it was, but and and the NCAA pursued him. I mean, th- does the NCAA own the word madness? Well, they've trademarked March Madness, and part of having a trademark is you have to protect it or you lose it. So. Yeah, but vasectomy, man, I, I'm not sure. Austin could probably Google that. Leave and find me out, out of this. The, yeah. <laughs> what it's really called. But 
It just seems like, what does that have to do? Just because, well, whatever. I, I, I just, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I didn't know you could, you could absolutely commandeer the English language that way. But well, well, they have. Have you not? Uh, you have. You know, you've been in radio a long time. You've not seen the correspondence that the NCAA sends to radio stations about what you can and cannot say in what way. It's pretty. Let me put it this way, Gordon. It's pretty thorough. <laughs> I don't pay much attention to that it's stuff. It's pretty but... thorough. But yeah. my, my wife did some trademark work back in the day. And, yeah, like if somebody else is using it, you have to stop them or you lose it. So so what what would be her opinion on that, do you think? if you you got your March Madness that you want to protect and some, some doctor somewhere is having uh, the big V madness. Yeah, that, you're, you're... That, you think that's too close? Your doctor out there is going to have to find something else to call his vasectomy <laughs> sale. Whoa. Yeah. I, 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 that just seems, I don't know. I guess there's two sides to every story. Doesn't that seem a little a little fastidious, a little persnickety? But I guess that's the point is it doesn't matter when it comes to trademark law. You have to, <laughs> you have to do it. You can't just say, you know what, you're cool, but you're not. It just doesn't work that way. So could we like could we like uh, uh, own the word big? As um, in the big I, show. I we could probably uh, look into it. Although I think there's probably some other shows out there that uh, would get grandfathered in if even if we won. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, enough of that. Good. Okay. All right. There. Because we are. The, the good news it. is the 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 burp is gone it's gone oh so. thank goodness it was a, it was a national crisis <laughs> everybody we're gonna be okay we're gonna be all right gordon's gordon has has relieved the pressure in his <laughs> Real wherever quick, before, burps come from before we get to the jazz and the ncaa tournament and all this stuff did you have a good weekend jake uh it, i mean it was ordinary did a jazz game yesterday i like sunday matinee jazz games those are those are fun you didn't um, like but, that one did you uh well, what do you mean? I mean, I like doing my job. I like coming in. I like talking on the radio. So I mean, that was good. Didn't yeah. talking about losses, I guess, isn't as easy. But I thought we had a productive conversation yesterday. But um, yeah, you know, I've got a got a wife in in the old third trimester, so it's not like we're in a hurry to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I you know what I say that 100 uh, percent fine with it of course we we kind of spent of a, a weekend at home hanging out doing fun stuff yeah daddy's always happy yeah exactly so no I'm but it, been it, it doesn't I'm sorry I don't know it doesn't exactly make for good radio though when you go hey how was your weekend well you know we, well the reason I ask is because usually you have something something crazy that happened that you've got to sort of get off your chest and, and, and today. Not this, this weekend. I'm disappointing okay. you. I apologize. Well, nothing, I mean, nothing I really out of the ordinary. I saw Tim. Right. Tim looks good still. Beard, <laughs> longer hair. He's Did you have amazing. to belch it all over the weekend? No, <laughs> no, I was, I was fine. Had a peanut butter sandwich. We made pizza on Pie Day. You know, oh, so we you? had that. We had that going. Yeah, yeah. So it went all right. Did you celebrate Pie Day? No, I didn't. Did you get into it. Didn't whip up your world famous key lime pie? No. <laughs> By the way, I was going back through some old videos on my phone. Pie. And, uh -huh. and I'm telling you right now, that 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 video I sent you guys totally legitimate. 
I mean, I saw that, and I said, why are those guys questioning my my effort in that regard, it, that, that dinner that night? I mean, was, I, to call that but, evidence is an <laughs> embarrassment. Or evidence. effort. Or effort, for that matter. Yeah, great <laughs> point. It was. All right. All right. Well, speaking of effort or lack thereof, should we go to the talk about the jazz game? Okay. Look at Gordon with the transition. All right. Let's jump right into it. Uh, it's time for the split story. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wiggins gets a wide open three in the left corner, and the Warriors are back up 10 on the Jazz with 317 left in the set. Steph Curry left side has Rudy on him. Same area where he spun him around many years ago. This time he just pulls back for three and hits. 14 for Steph Curry. Curry has Gobert on him. Razzle dazzle dribble, bullet pass, Wiggins left side three ball game. We didn't execute the way that we need to, um, whether that be, you know, being shifted on the weak side to protect the rim, protect on rolls when we were, you know, we were trying to get the ball out of Steph's hands. But if we're going to do that, we got to protect the rim and, and he can't get 9-3. So this, the, the, our execution was such that we, we didn't take enough things away, you know, and they obviously capitalized on that. But we've got to be more focused in, in what we want to do from an execution standpoint and um, make it happen out on the court. Jazz take an L in game one of their uh, road trip coming up here. Gordon, they lose to the Golden State Warriors 131 to 119. And uh, I, I think uh, – why don't – Start off our conversation, Gordon, because I thought there was a lot. I, I think there's yeah. a lot uh, that we can talk about with this game and overall. So where, where do you want to start digging in? Well, let me let me start by saying there's two ways of looking what happened in that game. One is neither one is good news. One is worse than the other. The worst possible news that you could take out of a game like that is, are the Jazz good enough? Physically, uh, I think they are, but that's still you wondered it as you're watching that game. The other thing you could take out of it is what Den- what I'm sorry, what uh, Quinn Snyder was talking about right there. Sorry, I got Dennis Lindsay on the mind a little bit with the news that the NBA came out with him, and we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yes, we will. But this lack of focus that is a poison that the Jazz cannot abide. They cannot, they can, they just can't let themselves fall into that trap, because if they do, then well, that's kind of what happened against Denver in the playoffs. You lose three straight to drop a series, that's going to get you booted right out of the postseason, and that's what this regular season has been good for us looking for signs of what the Jazz are capable of, or what they're not capable of. And as I'm watching that game, I'm thinking. What kind of defense are the Jazz putting up here? You know, what kind of well, – I mean, it just seemed like exactly what Quinn said, it, a lack of focus. They were not dialed in. And then that also affects what happens at the offensive end. And then next thing you know, your opponent shooting 56%, making a bunch of threes, and you're – scrambling around at the other end, you know, missing shots that you should make. And when you have some of your primary guys, for instance, uh, Bogdanovich uh, at a minus 24 in the plus minus and Donovan Mitchell a minus 26 and 
Derek Favors a minus 23, that that that's you're just not going to win games like that. It can't happen. So that's sort of a general look. I'm sure, Jake, that you have a whole list of specific things that you have studied uh, as a part of the the half halftime and uh, and post game show. But I, I just the Jazz. They they're not they're not good enough physically to play the way they did against the Warriors. They deserve to get beat, and they did. So uh, here's where I'm going to start, and and it's with my disappointment in you personally. Nothing uh, nothing too personal. Just just a little disappointed. That's all. What what's my fault about what the Jazz did? No no nothing's your fault per se. But we've gone through several months of talking about jazz games and reacting to jazz games. And in these games that the jazz are, are winning by 20 points, you still say, but the turnover still bugged me. Uh-huh. And in, a game, <laughs> in a game, Gordon, where the turnovers lost the game for them amongst the defensive problems you're talking about. We can dig into that because I think you're right. But, oh, my gosh, Gordon, they had 14 total turnovers. Twelve of them, 12 were live ball turnovers that led pretty much to dunks. And Golden State had 19 fast break points. 19. So the fact that I've been complaining about these turnovers all year long and now when it's critical that with the Jazz made those mistakes, I don't bring that up. In the game where it legit cost them the game. (laughs) <laughs> in the game where it legit cost them the game. You don't bring up turnovers. <sighs> Just disappointed, that's all. Well, the defense was, come on. Was terrible. No, you yeah. were you were right about that. I, I totally agree. And um, if there were a post game, uh, listen to Rudy's comments. Go back and listen to the post game if you can because he handled it in, in a professional, you know, team manner where he talked about how they need to improve focus and things like you were talking about. But if there were ever a game, Gordon, where Rudy wanted to come out and say, you know what, these guys around me, I've got to pick it up at some point. <laughs> I can't be, I can't be, I can't be a one-man defensive show forever yeah. because I was the only guy out there playing hard. And, and I bet, you know, Rudy's comments, I'm sure, were genuine. And I bet there are things out there that Rudy could have done better because, you know, nobody's played the perfect game. But uh, the defense was so bad, and uh, it was not because of Rudy. I mean, there, there is no way uh, that Andrew W. Wiggins – actually, I have no <laughs> idea what his middle name is uh, – but there is no way that that dude has any business going 12-16 in any basketball game ever played. Had 28 points. Andrew Wiggins – Who's a, who's, uh, is his middle name Christian? Yes. Andrew C. Wiggins. There is, he has, I mean, 32 from Steph. Okay. He does that all the time. You know, that's literally all the Warriors have is Steph Curry going for, for over 30 points. But to have Andrew Wiggins put it to you. And Draymond yeah. Green, triple-double doing whatever he wanted to, orchestrating things out there. I, You know, Jazz have more talent than the Warriors do. And... Uh, they they just didn't that that bite wasn't there at all at all I mean just so, not good so a couple of further questions here as far as the turnovers go what, what do you think causes that I mean obviously other teams playing some defense and whatnot but what what is the Jazz's problem with turnovers well I don't think they necessarily have an overall problem with turnovers last night they were dreadful but look at the kind of turnover. I mean, if you want to 
throw the ball into the into the twentieth row. Knock yourself out. At least the team's <laughs> taking the ball out of bounds the other way. But if you and here's what I think yesterday's particular problem is: you dribble too much, yeah, and get your pocket yeah. picked, and it's a dunk on the other side. That is a much different type of turnover. Yep. So if you have fourteen total, you know somebody might look at that box score and go, "Well, you know, fourteen. That's not bad." I mean, I guess they could be better, but that's not bad. But to have the turnovers that they did at the times that they did, that was the tough part. And Bogdanovich was 100% dribbling too much. I would even throw Donovan in there. He was dribbling into crowds and getting his pocket picked. And that was leading to automatic points on the other side. Do you think – okay, what is causing them to do that? Do you think there's there's a lack of confidence in the perimeter shot? Bogdanovich has not been shooting well. And one of seven from three in that game – uh, do you think because of he he doesn't have the confidence necessary to make those outside shots that he's trying to do something to get himself closer to the basket? So with, as far as Bogdanovich goes, I think last night was kind of an outlier from him. Um, not that he's been as good this year as he was last year. Uh, he, he hasn't yet, and I think the wrist has been a factor. But last night was, was his worst game of the year. I mean, he was just... He was just not. I mean, that's that's not that's not the player we've been watching for the last year and a half. Let me put it. And that way. make it matters worse. He had a he's really a, bad game. He's a liability at the other end. Right. So I mean, I don't. I I don't expect Bogdanovich to play that way consistently in the future. You know, I'm I'm willing to chalk that up too. That was a real bad one. And you know what? He didn't finish the game as a result. So. Um, We'll see where he goes. I, I think he's still coming back from that injury a little bit, and he needs to do it more consistently. But we've seen, you know, 30-plus point out, you know, games from Bogdanovich this year. He just needs to iron it out a little bit. And last night was, was just – it was just a really bad night for him. Do you have uh, – so, so do you think this is – it was the game itself an outlier, or do you think that there's some truth to what happened – and it's uh, a problem area for the Jazz moving forward. Because if they play, if they play like this, Jake, there is no way they're going to hold on to the. They're going to sink in the West. Okay, but here's the thing: Do they remember how to play defense or not? Because if if with the question that you're asking like that, that's that's the bottom line answer for me. I mean, we can talk about over dribbling, and we can talk about how the the offense doesn't move like it has during the the win streak, and we can get into those conversations. But the truth is is do they have a top five defense or not? Because there have been plenty of teams in this league that have had a top ten, top five offense and done a whole lot of nothing because they can't get a stop on the other side. What made the Jazz unique in the first part of the year was they were top five in offense and defense. And last night they forgot how to play defense. So are you going to bet on them remembering or not? Because I think that's the answer <laughs> to your question. I really do. I, I, don't, I don't have the answer to that question. As optimistic as we've been, uh, at the promise of this team through through this season, uh, the first half of it anyway, uh, I, I had been uh, seeing very good signs, positive signs. But when I see a game like that yesterday, it makes me wonder. It does. It makes me wonder whether what we're looking at here. And is, is it just, hey, it's a long season. It's one game. It's no big deal. Or is it a big deal? Is this something? 
are teams figuring the Jazz out and putting pressure on them in ways that they uh, struggle with, or was it them just not playing good defense and dribbling too much? I, I Like I said, I think it boils down to the defense, and I, I see no reason why they can't get back to doing that. Just take some effort and some focus, and we'll see. If they don't, I mean, that's a real shame. Then that, mean, that means that defense during the run wasn't a reality. But I, I think it's about the, the team around Rudy. I really do. I think it's they've got to play hard, and if they do, then, uh, you know, Rudy has fewer messes and they're, uh, to clean up, and they're, um, you know, what made them so good is being good on both sides of the ball. Because well, there did just we talk aren't a whole about lot of teams before, that are that way. What did we talk about before this season started? Uh, one of the needs that we thought the Jazz uh, uh, were, uh, were, uh, could potentially suffer from was perimeter defense. Yep. And it, it, we thought, after what we saw earlier in the season, we thought, well, maybe that's been solved. But... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think this road trip is really critical for the Jazz to get themselves righted. They played crappy against Houston, a Houston team that really uh, probably couldn't have beaten. What's the name of the team? The Rio Grande Vi- Valley Vipers? Sure. Yeah. And the Jazz struggled with that. I mean, the, that that game, got, after a big lead, got whittled down to 94-90. And the Jazz pulled away from there, but they did not play well in that game. And and then you see a game like this, where the Jazz looked uh, looked uh, some. What's the right word? Uh, unfocused, uh, disinterested. What? Well, I mean, uh, what? What was that? Confused? Uh, sure. Any, Lazy? Any, what? Uh, I don't think it's confused. I don't think they're confused. Unable they, to they stop just a team. Per- forgot the game plan out there and they you know they stopped this Warriors team a few weeks ago I I I it, uh, you know focus and effort you yeah. you willing to go out there and and lay it on the line on that side of the ball I I can see and I don't know if this is happening but I would could see why having Rudy back there would form some bad habits right you know like okay I got the big man behind me so I'm all right uh-huh. if if uh-huh. my guy gets past me mentality like that and again I'm not I'm not saying that's exactly what's going on here, but I could see that happening, and they just get a refocus and go out. And I, I don't like this cliche, but it's kind of the one going around right now. Guard your yard. you got to do your job yeah. out there. Well, Jake, if I had five bucks for every time I've heard you say, Rudy can't guard everyone. Right. You know, it's, it's, And for him to have a game like he did yesterday, it, it, he, he did not deserve to lose. Just about everybody else did. You know, yeah, so th- this is something I'm sure Quinn is all over it, and uh, those those guys have got to get this put back together because I mean they lost three or four before the break. They did not look good against a, uh, a depleted Houston team, and then they get kicked around on the road, and now they got to continue on four more road games. These are pretty important, and these are winnable games based on what we think the Jazz are. But I, I think it's a it's a real indictment of a team to say they're good enough to win, but they didn't. You know, I, I mean, I don't know whether there's anything worse you can say about a team because if a team's not not good enough, then how are they supposed to beat teams that are better than they are? They can yeah, do but, it every once yeah. in a while, but that's, that's certainly not an expectation. But when a team is good enough to win and they 
play defense the way the Jazz did yesterday, then then what what are you supposed to do with that? I mean, it's 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 uh, it's like I said, it's the worst thing you can say about a team. Hey, yeah, you but, didn't, but, but you didn't hold, focus. hold the phone. I mean, it's it, I don't believe the Jazz need to get let off the hook here, but I mean, it's seventy-two regular season games, Gordon. Right, I know. I mean, I'm talking I, about you know, one. You, I'm, you would one say moment. that after every bad loss. You know, come on, every team's going to have bad losses well, where you can go, but you're better than the other team. What happened out there? I mean, but there's that's, a trend that's kind of an now. unfair that's kind of an unfair standard. Certainly what have the Jazz lost team. now? They've lost what have they lost uh 4 of 6. What what is that? I lost count, but you know, I mean, this is a team that set a standard earlier on and now it's losing games. Right. I four I understand. Six, I got it. I, but it's a long it's a long season, man. Yeah. Okay, but what, I remember having this conversation with you before the break when we were talking about the Jazz in Passy last season. They went through streaks where they'd win 10 straight, and then they'd lose five straight. And we said we didn't see that with this. In fact, there was only one time when the Jazz suffered back-to-back uh, losses before this, this latest uh, trend. And, and so we thought that they were past that. And I understand. Uh, the great, Even the great teams lose games they shouldn't lose. I, I mean, it, it happens. I get that. And I'm not, say, I'm not making these declarative statements. I'm just saying the alert is out. And the Jazz need to answer that call and get this, get, get this figured out. Or else, uh, you know, that West is too tough for them to – be unfocused the way they were yesterday, and they're, they're, they'll sink. They could sink down to fourth, fifth, play, sixth play. I don't know where they could sink to if they don't focus. Yeah, they don't they do what it, you said. Play defense. I got it. But they set an impossible standard in the first half of the year. You're right. We didn't see it, but they only lost seven games, and now we're seeing a little bit of it. So I agree with you in the sense of how do you respond. But I, I think I'm going to hold off on the, well, they're, they're going to be out of the playoffs talk uh, for a little right. bit. Well, I'm, they're not going to be out of the playoffs. But what are they going to – again, these are evidences of what they can do when the playoffs start. I don't think the Jazz are a team that's going to just be able to uh, coast around during the regular season and then switch it on in the, in the playoffs. Uh, I think teams like the Lakers maybe could do that. But the Jazz – what if the Jazz here, – here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think that resonates with Jazz fans, and they want the Jazz to do well. They want them to do well, but they haven't seen them really accomplish anything in past postseasons, not for a while now. And so when they see the team play beneath itself, that brings back those memories from, like, last year in the bubble and and what happened there. And so obviously they're not good enough to win every game they should. It's going to happen, but – the question is there. How often will this happen? And can the Jazz curtail it? And uh, it's I think, not that, I think be they're good enough. Until May or June. So what are we supposed to yeah. do? Watch what happens between now and then for more. <laughs> I know, hits. and I, I guarantee we won't even remember this Golden State game come the end Well, of the it year. depends on what happens next. I mean, Either way, if it goes south, we're not going to even remember this game. And if it goes much better, we're not going to even remember the game. Okay, maybe my expectations are too high for this team. Maybe maybe I was fooled early on. Maybe I shouldn't have those kinds of expectations. Maybe the team's not that good. Maybe they're not capable of it. Or are they? And so now the expectation is that, hey, look, you, uh, you had the best record in the league. You're holding it for a long. Can you continue to hold it? Or are you going to lose four of six? 
or is it going to get worse? Is it going to be five or seven? Is it going to, what's it going to be? Uh, and I think it's fair for fans to think about those things. I don't think that's necessarily anybody jumping ship or 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 just you know overreacting to to one loss in March. But you know the the antenna is out to see okay who are these guys? How good are they really? You you have you've asked every uh, expert we've had on our show about the Jazz sustaining what they started. Uh, in the first half. And so we're all watching to see. We're uh, live here at RGS Exteriors, and uh, our guy Tim is here. Uh, Tim Brown, uh, you, of course, a world-famous celebrity on the spots. What's up, Tim? Sure. How, yeah, how are you, buddy? What's going on? What's new? Uh, hey, I love uh, the facility out here. It's we're getting along. close. Yeah. We're almost done. How about that? It Next time good. you're here, we'll be done. Looks great. We've only been saying that for six months, hey, but we're close. Things are busy. You know, it's hard when, you, when you're when doing a remodel on your own building. Your build, building goes to the end, and the customers go ahead. So <laughs> Not so exactly you, you a priority. there for a minute. Yeah. That's all right. We're, we're getting there. No, it's looks good. Good week. March Madness, the Jazz. The, Taysom Hill might be the guy in New Orleans. Let's see. It's, there's some good things going on right now. Yeah, they stretched. Uh, they kind of finagled his contract to keep him under the cap. And yeah. It looks like he'll get a crack at it. That's right. Yeah, so – he or Jameis, unless they do something else. I, I, if I'm a betting man, they put they trade him away and try to draft a quarterback. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, let's talk about what's going on let's around do. here. Things still busy. Yeah, you know things are. It's it's uh, warming up. You know, beautiful day today, right? Came in, no no coat today. It's gorgeous. It's, it's we're we're turning the corner, so you know people are starting to get out in the yards, and it's time to start uh, looking at those houses again. And and uh, you know, the, the look winter does a toll. This year maybe wasn't so much, right? But now that we're getting out there, starting to look at the houses, the gutters, the sightings, and it's go, oh man, we got to do something with that. And so, starting to starting to pick up again, get ready to roll. I was going to say, what's what's kind of the usual thing for spring? Do you guys see more or less of uh, of certain things that you do? No, it's a good question. So, spring uh, definitely sighting, uh, more so. Fall is gutters. Okay. So, the fall is when everybody wants to get their gutters done before winter, and then the spring is now everyone wants to get their sighting done before summer. So. The tricky part is with COVID, like everybody's kind of moved on from that. I think, you know, we're doing much better. Cases are down, et cetera. But the problem that we're having now is the backlog from the material right. and the manufacturers. You know, they, they got shut down. All these factories got shut down. And so it's taken time to get materials here. And so that's the, the hard thing is really if customers are wanting to do something summer, they need to call us now. Uh, depending on the products, we, we could be as little as two weeks, but as much as 12 weeks out on a product. Uh, wow. Just materials getting here so people think that oh i've got uh, plenty of time and i'll jump on that it, now's the time get on the, it get is on the schedule. And, and and then the other thing too is is uh, i don't know if you guys have have really paid attention but lumber prices have gone through the roof like a sheet of of osb plywood this time last year was about eight nine bucks a foot right now go to home depot it's about 38 Ooh. Um, now that doesn't re- we don't really do that so much but that's the framers but when you think about the, the difference in the cost of an osb sheet going up six times um it, it, the materials are doing that and so it's just going to get it more expensive and it's not people t- were kind of waiting to see hey let's wait let it peak and let's come you know start to come back down it's not going to yeah well, unfortunately we're, we're hitting numbers that we've never hit with with pricing material it's never going to go down so you know it's never going to be as cheap as it is today it's so cliche and you don't ever want to say that but COVID has just thrown such a wrench into the pricing of material yet really it really is never going to be cheaper than wow. it is today all right, so, uh, of course, if it's on the exterior of the house, RGS is on it. What's the best way for our listeners to get started? Well, just give us a call at uh, 801-280-3110, um, 
1-280-3110 and the girls in the office can set up a time to get our guys out and they'll just take a look at it. And, you know, we, we certainly offer free estimates, um, but we like to do much more than just an estimate. We like to be a consultant, just come out and see what we can do for your, your home and, and uh, give options and see what we can do. And then, you know, that's obviously all free, but give our office a call and then uh, we'll come on out. All right, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110. Also, rgsutahsiding.com. Uh, Tim, you're the best, man. Thank you. I oh, appreciate you guys and look forward to having you today. All right, Tim will be hanging out with us throughout the show. We'll get to more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We're excited, obviously, to go to the NCAA tournament and got our dancing shoes on. And I don't know much about Texas Tech, but I do know they're really well coached and they always play super hard and very, very disciplined, but we're excited. This has been a long, winding story to finally get a chance to play in the postseason. And I know our guys right now are so grateful. And I know our guys that missed out on it last year are also super grateful and cheering for us. And so we're just excited. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Craig Smith, Mark Pope right there. March Madness is here, Gordon. And uh, we have two local teams. You and I, and uh, I'll admit, I, I talked you into it. We're, we're a little optimistic about perhaps we'd see three teams into the big dance. But uh, we get two, which is, uh, which is absolutely great because uh, Utah State, a lot of people thought, oh, are they going to be on the bubble? They were not. They, they get in pretty comfortably. They've got a matchup with Texas Tech in the first round. And uh, then BYU gets in with a sixth seed um, but gets the winner of the UCLA-Michigan State play-in game. So there's, there's that. Well, if I'm looking at, at these these matchups or potential matchups, uh, Utah State going up against Texas Tech. I mean, Texas Tech plays slow motion basketball, doesn't it? I mean, they 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 d up, they they play tough d, and then they uh, they really slow the game down at the offensive ends. Uh, what are they average? I forget what they're averaging, but I think they're uh, they rank outside the top 250 teams. In uh, in possessions per game, <laughs> so don't expect a rip roaring offensive show against uh, the Aggies. Could that play in Utah State's favor a little bit though? Because I mean they have Kata, and yeah. you know we'll get a little more familiar with Texas Tech as the week goes along. But you know when you've got a big like that, um, you know who plays like he does really, which is very unselfishly, and and the offense kind of runs through him a lot of the time. Uh, he's he's a real he's a really special player, and the NCAA tournament is about special guys, special players. So uh, we'll see how much of a shot Utah State has uh, in, in that one. I think it's an interesting matchup. I think it's certainly winnable for the Aggies. Uh, for an eleven-six uh, situation, sure. Yeah, I I would not. Were they five-point dogs? I think it is. Uh, but uh, Utah State, like you said, plays really good defense. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think the Aggies have a real chance in that game. 
And then BYU plays the winner of UCLA and Michigan State. And, you know, UCLA and Michigan State, this is not their best team, obviously, or they no. would not be an 11 seed play in game. But still, I saw a lot of eye rolling on Twitter uh, when, it, <laughs> when it was announced. Like, everybody was excited for a second, like, oh, okay, six seed. Look at the respect for the Cougs. And then you look at the play-in teams, and you're just like, oh, they get the Bruins or the Spartans. Hmm, great. Yeah, but people are judging those programs off the, the, the name. They are, Marquee, 100%. Not, not in how they perform this year. Except for Austin. So. Uh, Austin brought this up with me as we were talking before the show. Michigan State, what is it, Austin? They've beat two of the number one seeds this year? You know, after I mentioned that to you, Jake, I think it's just Michigan that they've beaten. Okay. Uh, they've still- also beaten Ohio State. And obviously they're not a number one seed, but they've beaten some really, really good teams. They still so it's th- feast or famine with that team. Well, give me you always. I've I've said this, Gordon, a lot. Always beware the underachieving team. Always beware the team that's got the talent but has just not put it together for whatever reason. Because if they put it together against you that night, they can beat anybody. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I think that uh, those teams are. I, if I'm if I'm a player for BYU, I would be I would be happy about that matchup because you have a team that either one, whoever wins the play-in, uh, you have a, a a big name that does not play is not playing this year consistency uh, consistently like their name implies, so they have a real opportunity to knock off one of those two teams, and. Uh, you know, I don't know whether they'll be intimidated in any way. That'll be uh, Mark Pope's job to to get his team mentally ready. But this is a real opportunity for the Cougars to beat a big-time program. You know, I, I should have trusted myself, Jake. They beat Michigan once and lost to Michigan once. They also beat Illinois, who is also a number right. one seed. They right. lost to Ohio State, so that's where I was confused. Gotcha. So they have indeed beaten two of the top seeds in the tournament big physical and athletic the spartans always are and they are this year too and that's that's tough that's that's tough for a byu team to match up against i'd much rather have a smaller school i was physically dominant over Uh, and by the way if i were the cougars i'm certainly rooting for the bruins i'd way rather get ucla than michigan state because Mm, i think is owen march I think UCLA or I think you uh, Michigan State is a better team at this point. Okay, well that's a good answer, I guess. Your move, Gordon Munson. <laughs> Michigan State had a losing record in conference this year, and they're fifteen and twelve overall. Does that sound like an intimidating team? Beat Illinois eighty-one to seventy-two. Followed yeah, it up with did? a win over Ohio State seventy-one to sixty-four. 67, yeah, but they, excuse me. They lost to Northwestern. They lost to uh, Wisconsin. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Rutgers. They lost, uh, as you mentioned, to Ohio State. They lost to Iowa. They lost, who else did they lose to? They lost to Iowa twice. They lost to Purdue twice. Um, they lost to Maryland. And as you mentioned, they lost to Michigan. So you'd rather, if you were the the Cougs, you'd rather see UCLA. Uh, I I don't think it really matters if uh, this is an opportunity for BYU to to get one of those wins that 
This used to happen in football quite a bit with the Cougars when they would have an opportunity to play a, a marquee team in a, in a year that was semi-down for that team. And they, they made hay out of that. And this is an opportunity for them to do likewise in basketball. I, I don't know. Have you seen a line on this? I guess there is no line because we don't know who's going to win. So I I just think these teams are vulnerable. Yeah. We'll see. I'd rather see a small school, again, that I could be physically dominant over as opposed to teams that are big, strong. Yeah, but those small, schools, those small schools can reach up and, and, and drag you down, man. We've seen that happen a lot in the early rounds of the tournament. Okay, but but you're, you're missing one. Like, the fact that BYU is going to be overmatched physically, regardless of, of Michigan State's wins or losses in the overly physical Big Ten. That's like uh, I was talking to Tim about this the other night when uh, his BYU squads drew Texas A&M two years in a row. And they kind of like, oh, gee, the, the tournament's all about matchups. And regardless of what their record is, you go out against a team that's, you know, big, strong and fast. It's going to be difficult for for most BYU teams. And maybe this team would be different. But that's what I'm saying. It's not about the smaller school by reputation. It's about how you match up against them physically. So do you think that Michigan State is more rugged than Gonzaga is? Gonzaga is not the comparison you want to make. They don't apply, and that's why you're bringing it up. But what I'd rather see BYU well, more folks but, but the reason I yeah. bring The reason I bring that up is because BYU is used to playing that team. Played them a couple times, and so, I mean, and, and Gonzaga is better than either one of these potential matchups. Correct. Well, I mean... I like it. I, I think it's 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 a good opportunity for BYU. Now, if they go out and lose, then obviously, well, there went that chance. But that's up to them. Right. I hear what you're saying, though. I get I get what you're saying, you know. But it seems like if if those guys are real competitors, they can see a team that that the the, the name of that team is in the lights. And they have an opportunity to do something against those teams because both of those teams are vulnerable this year. I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call 801-253-3080. That's 801-253-3080. Davis Vision will have more for you straight ahead. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today, you too, selected by our friend Tim here at RGS Exteriors. That's where I am today. Call them, find out what they can do for you. 801-280-3110. Band of the day, of course, brought to you by our friends at Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, go to livenation.com. Gordon, we mentioned it earlier in the show, uh, but uh, the uh, investigation by the NBA about uh, alleged comments made by Dennis Lindsay, um, uh, Elijah Millsap was the one who brought this up. Uh, what was it, Gordon? Six years ago during locker room cleanout, made some comments. The NBA uh, looked into it uh, with uh, independent counsel, 
and um, let me see here. I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to bring it up so I can get it exactly here. But uh, uh, the investigation was uh, unable to establish that the alleged statement was made. That's the exact verbiage of the statement from the NBA. Uh, The Utah Jazz also have issued a statement. And it says this, as an organization, we take all matters of this nature seriously and have zero tolerance for discriminatory behavior of any kind. We appreciate the thorough process of the NBA's investigation and thank all parties involved for their full cooperation. The league's investigation was done in coordination with independent outside counsel. We respect the league's process and results announced earlier today. For more than 25 years, Dennis Lindsay has been a respected basketball executive around the NBA and a leading voice on social justice within our organization and community. Gordon, your uh, your thoughts? Well, a couple things. The first thing is everything I know about Ryan Smith is if there's somebody in his employ who uh, who has, has a uh, negative stance uh, in racial matters, won't last very long. I don't think Ryan has much patience for that at all. Uh, I can't speak for him directly, but uh, in, in a conversation I've had with him, he's very dedicated to what's uh, appropriate. Uh, and then I've had conversation with uh, Dennis Lindsay about matters of social justice, racial justice, and he's been a strong advocate for that. So I, you know, I mean, I wasn't part of the investigation. I have no clue what what took place or what was said, but it sounds to me like the NBA couldn't find the evidence uh, that would be necessary to uh, to take any kind of action. So there you have it. That's all I know. What do you do? You know anything different? Nope, that's it. And um, I I wouldn't think that this would be too complex to look into because there was, um, according to reports, and I, I believe. It's been confirmed. There were multiple people in the room at the time, so I'm sure one of whom one of whom was taking notes. Right. So oh. I'm sure that. Uh, well, I I just hope the the due diligence was taken. It's unfortunate right. that, you know, this situation had to be investigated in the first place, and I hope they they did it correctly with the proper motives, and and this was the outcome. But I I would think you know it it was very specific about when the you know the the thing was said. And there were other people there, and as you uh, mentioned, taking notes as well. So, you know, I, I would hope that they interviewed and got, you know, proper witness, and this is the conclusion they've come to. Yeah, I, well said. And that's – I don't have anything to add to that, really. But uh, it certainly is a big story. It's uh, it's uh, front page at ESPN.com. And uh, even, of course, as these matters tend to do, kind of crosses over from sports news to news news. So there's the conclusion and the statement on uh, that situation. We've been waiting a couple of weeks for it. All right, we'll get to what's going on coming up at the uh, the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Mannix is going to be on with us. Uh, looking forward to talking to Chris. That's at the uh, top of the 4 o'clock hour at 4.30. Brad Evans is going to break down the brackets with us, and then at 5, Coach Chiesa is going to jump on the show. But right now we are live at RGS Exteriors and Construction, 801-280-3110. Our friend Tim jumping on with us once again. And spring is upon us, Tim, and we talked about this a little bit uh, in the last segment, but people need to start thinking about what they're going to do because uh, it's, it's best to get on the schedule now. Yeah, it's, I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, part of it's COVID. Part of it's just kind of the the market that Utah's in right now. But uh, we've never had a backlog like we have. And so it's it's 
yeah, it's bigger than, than ever. So it's, you know, sometimes you want to wait and say it's going to slow down. Well, we didn't even slow down this winter, uh, right? not even for a, a little bit. So it's definitely not going to in the spring. So if you're looking at something that you want to do sooner than later, get with us now because um, who knows how much busier it's going to get. And with spring coming, people might be thinking about that siding and, and something to do. And, of course, this is the place to come for that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the thing is, is a lot of times people just don't know what they don't know. There's a lot of new products out there they don't know. They drive around maybe in a, a Prada Homes house or they just see something really cool that they like. They're not sure what it was. But that's where our sales consultants are there. You know, they can come out, assess the situation. We like to come out and just meet with you and just see what you want. You know, talk about your budget. Talk about the items that you want, some things you love, some things you don't. And, then we can kind of work the plan backwards and kind of put something together and then, then present you some numbers after we do all that. And that way you can get really what you want. And our guys can consult with you and, and get the project that you want. Um, and it's going to make your home the showstopper as you drive down the neighborhood. And talking to you, I mean, this is, you guys are a multi-generational company. You've been around for a long, long time and, and want to make sure everybody's happy because that's that's how your business uh, uh, thrives. That's a great point, Jay. It's, it's really important. Uh, we've I'm the fourth of five generation. And uh, my my boys um, are the fifth generation, so it's kind of cool that our family's been in the exterior business for for that long, and, and all in Utah this entire time. But but uh, more than half of our business comes from repeat business or word of referrals, word of mouth referrals, etc. And so it's really important for us to take care of our customers um, because we our lifeblood is really is the next job is coming from one of our previous customers. And so absolutely, it's really important for us to take care of our customers. All right, here's how to get the ball rolling. And uh, we recommend that you do 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. And uh, just call, like you said, uh, Tim, you just want to walk everybody through it, make sure they get what they want. Yeah, I mean, anything stucco, brick, stone, you know, hardy, like you talked about, even there, there's some custom wood siding, some custom metal siding. To rain gutters, rain gutter covers, you don't have to clean your gutters out again. If you had ice dams, ice problems, the heat cable, I mean, any of that is what we're here to help you out and, and get you taken care of. A lot of cool stuff. All right, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. Or, of course, uh, you can jump online if you would prefer, rgsutahsiding.com. Tim, thank you, sir. No, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, we'll have what's going on coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.